You're listening to Sipperts Radio, episode number 169, and today is another bonus episode of Monday Motivation, and we're answering the question, is caffeine making your anxiety worse? I mean, I thought you'd want to go there, right? Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Schoen. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. And now your host, Alexa Schoen. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, my name's Alexa, and this is the place to get healthy, live happy, and find more joy. Today is a short little bonus episode of Monday Motivation. And if you made it past the intro where I told you what the show is about, Congratulations, you are here, and clearly you want to know the answer. Now, given that I'm even doing a podcast on this, you probably know what the answer is, but I'm going to give you why it is the case and some realistic, helpful hints that I think will help make this process a little bit easier. So today we're answering the question, is caffeine or coffee or insert whatever kind of caffeine you drink making my anxiety worse? But before we go there, I do want you to know that your anxiety could actually be a form of hormonal imbalance. We're going to do a show on this in just a couple of weeks about how anxiety and and mental health could all be linked back to your hormones and maybe just balancing your hormones could help everything else out. You know, what comes first, chicken or the egg, it's that kind of thing. But I really believe that if we could just reset our hormones, that we could make our health so much better. So a lot of people are jumping on the five-day hormonal reset. I'm gearing up to do it again. I will probably do it the week after the hormonal lesson comes out in case anyone wants to do it with me. But if you want to know more about that, head on over to the show notes at simperitswellness.com backslash 169. Like I said, in just a couple weeks, we're going to dive deeper into that. So you're going to get a bigger perspective on that. And then coming up after we get through this mindset series, there's two more interviews, one more solo show. And then I'm excited because we're going to dive into feeding a healthy family and what that looks like. And then after that, we're going all through the Enneagram and how you can help your health by uncovering how your body works based on your Enneagram number. Okay, I'm giving you way too much detail, but stay tuned. There's a lot of great shows coming up. In the meantime, let's get back to this question. Is caffeine making your anxiety worse? So like anything, this is a really personal question and it's based very individually. Via the research, what we know about it is that it's a stimulant. It stimulates the fight or flight response inside of our body, which is our anxiety response. This is the point of our body where we we are unleashing and preparing for something like running away or trying to get energy. And naturally in the fight or flight state or what we would call our sympathetic state, our body releases higher amounts of anxiety. So the basic bottom line answer to that based in research is yes. Absolutely, caffeine can stimulate your anxiety or make it worse simply because it's stimulating the fight or flight response in your body. And that's any form of caffeine, whether it's coming from coffee or pop or or energy drinks or wherever you're getting your caffeine. Now, if we go back to the individuality side of things, some people metabolize caffeine at a much faster rate than other people. Some people have a hard time breaking it down and getting it out of their body. Some people, it moves through them so quickly that they get really jittery and then they crash. So everyone's going to process this a little bit differently, but it is technically considered a stimulant or a drug. And with that, like if we're going to call it what it is, it's the number one consumed drug in all of the world, which is no surprise, right? 
But given that it's a drug, it, it is still something that our body has to process and it has to do something with. And like I said, everyone's going to do something a little bit differently with it. But in general, if you're an anxious person or you're suffering from unknown anxiety, like you have anxiety, but it doesn't have a purpose or it seems to come out of the blue and it seems to just last for long periods of time, caffeine could be your culprit. Because what we also know about anxiety is anxiety prevents us from reaching deep sleep and then that just creates this vicious cycle where you don't get enough sleep, so you wake up and you need energy, where you turn to caffeine, caffeine boost your energy, but it also boosts your anxiety and that prevents you from sleeping. So you just repeat this vicious cycle over and over and over again. So the bottom line, like I said, is yes, caffeine is a stimulant that could be bad news for some people with anxiety. So the real question is, how do you know if caffeine is hurting your anxiety? This brings us to the big piece that I think we all should be focusing on, and then that is the awareness to how food and substances are affecting our body. So if you feel like you suffer from anxiety, which just to be clear, everyone has some form of anxiety at some point or another. Anxiety is not a bad thing. It's not something to be feared. But the problem is, is maybe the anxiety about the anxiety or what we would consider the unknown anxiety. You're anxious for no reason that you can exactly pinpoint, and it lasts for a long period of time. That anxiety can often be stimulated by things like caffeine or other drugs or other foods that we can consume. We talked about this with gluten and how that can affect the mind and maybe stimulate more anxiety in some people. So there are a lot of substances that can actually enhance anxiety, and we know that based on what type of anxiety it is. If you're anxious about a test that's coming up or you're anxious about your marriage or a health test that you have to undergo, clearly that's all normal anxiety. There is a purpose behind that anxiety. Now, I'm not saying we should stay there and dwell there because that's not healthy either, but with purpose, that's often the source. It's the anxiety without the purpose that we can often link back to a substance of I'm just anxious and I don't even know what I'm anxious about or where it comes from. That can be linked to caffeine. And like anything, too much of anything can end up bad, right? So maybe for some, it's the small amounts of caffeine don't have an impact, but it's the reliance on it that you really start to see this anxiety well. So in general, if you suffer from caffeine, what I recommend is that you be aware of it. Does your anxiety get worse after you have a stimulant like coffee? Does it persist Or do you get more jittery? Do you get more fatigued? Do you have a reliance or dependence upon caffeine? That often means it's this mental mindset thing that your body's craving when your body actually doesn't need that at all. So what we know about caffeine is that it's actually not a good energy booster long-term. In the short-term, yes, it can. But long-term, it really does become more of a placebo effect in our bodies. Our bodies can become resistant to it. So we know it's really not giving you energy. So there's some other reason that you're consuming it. So across the board, I think it's great for everyone at some point to do a little caffeine detox because not only is it making your anxiety worse, but it's definitely messing with the flow of your hormones. Again, simply because it's messing with the fight or flight response or it's making the fight or flight response happen on a more regular and consistent basis, which means your stress hormones are flared up and all your other hormones are suppressed. So if you feel like your cycle's out of whack or you have weight gain or all these things, could caffeine be to blame? It could absolutely be a piece of the puzzle and one we need to be aware of. So like I said, I think it's great for everyone to do a caffeine detox and just be aware of how you feel. 
Now, I know this is not easy by any means. So I'm going to link up some helpful hints, a little download that I have to go on your own caffeine detox. But I would give it about a week, maybe two weeks. Some people even say, go for a month and see how your body responds. Because the reality with caffeine is that it's a drug. Most people are dependent upon it. And so when you take take it out of your diet, you're going to have withdrawal symptoms. Like that's just part of the process. So my five tips for doing a caffeine detox, which again, I'm always going to promote is one, start by easing into it. So don't just do this in the stressful midweek stint, like do it as you're going into a relaxing weekend or if you're going on vacation. These are great places when your stress levels are already low, when you tend to be getting a little bit more rest, when maybe you have more energy to give, that's a great time to start a caffeine detox. Number two is keep a list of the ways that you see your life improving. So start a list. How has my body improved since giving up caffeine? Like underline that and then start the list. One, I have more energy. Two, I, my hair is shinier. My skin is healthier. I don't have as much anxiety. I am starting to deplote. Like just be very, very aware of all the little ways that you see your life improving because then you can go back to it. I think a lot of times we don't see the purpose in it or we try to mask that because we're so dependent upon it that we can't see all these little things that are actually happening. Remember, you're not just miraculously going to get rid of your anxiety because you gave up caffeine and you're not miraculously going to lose all the weight because you gave up caffeine. This stuff takes time and I think we miss it because we want it so quickly and we miss all the little ways that our body is actually healing at the start of giving up caffeine. So keep a list of all the ways your life is improving and keep going back to that to help you. Number three is try out new drinks that you like, like tea or water floating with lemons. And in this, it has to be a productive substitute, meaning why do you drink the caffeine in the beginning? Is it coffee? Do you like the warmth of it? Do you like the comfort of it? Do you need the energy? Whatever you're looking for in that substance, try to replace it with something productive, like a hot shower or a new sweater if you're trying to go for warmth. Maybe you turn up the heat in your house a little bit if you're trying to stay warm. If it's for carbonation, maybe try some carbonated water or some essential oils. If uh, you're trying to get more energy, maybe you do a quick walk, you play ball with your dog, you try stretching. Like there are a lot of ways to find a productive substitute, even if it's not a beverage. However, it could be a beverage like some herbal teas or something like maca or a thick smoothie. Find it in something that you actually enjoy and you like. Don't force yourself to like tea if you don't like tea. Yes, you can over time start to enjoy that, but don't force it, especially when you're giving up something that you probably really love. Another thing is, is just go for the decaf version. Now, I'm not always a fan of how they make decaffeinated products. And yes, there is small amounts of caffeine in those. But in general, it will help you overcome the craving without taking the flavors and the comfort of whatever you're looking for in that product away. So yes, you can just go to decaf coffee if that's what you're looking for to satisfy your need as a means to understand, is caffeine a culprit in my life? But outside of that, I think it's important to start looking for these other productive substitutes that are not necessarily the same thing, not our drink that you might be seeking to get that hit, but other things that are healthy and filling for your body. I think it's always great to look outside of food for those things. Which brings me to number five, is that you have to prepare for the caffeine withdrawal. 
Don't pretend like it's not going to happen to you. Great if it doesn't, but be prepared. There are headaches coming. There is lack of energy. There's probably more cravings for sugar. All of these things are probably pretty much guaranteed, at least for a short period of time. And how severe you experience them is, again, very dependent upon your body. But prepare for that. Stay hydrated throughout the course of this. Take a magnesium supplement. Look for more things like turmeric. Get more rest. Maybe uh, try to just tone down your exercise and get out and walk and just focus on movement. Focus on eating well, healthy foods that you really enjoy. Maybe treat yourself to going out to eat. Do things that you like and prepare for the withdrawal. Even taking some ibuprofen if you really need to to get through it. But I can assure you that once you get to the withdrawal, you will start to add up all these components, especially if you're sensitive to caffeine that you've noticed. Now, again, like I said, in all of this, I'm not saying that we can't have caffeine for the rest of our life. What I am saying is that we want to reset our body's tolerance to caffeine because for a lot of us, we're just overboard in this and our body is kind of getting out of whack. And that's why we have more anxiety and bloating and all these things that are happening because of that. But at the same time, if we can reset our caffeine tolerance, then a little bit goes a long way. And maybe we don't even drink it for the energy source or for whatever we're looking for in it, but we just drink it to enjoy it, just small amounts of it. And we don't have to do it every day. Again, this is all in order to see if reducing the caffeine load on your body can help your anxiety. And for most of us, you're going to find that it to be true. So the question comes, are you willing? Could you try a caffeine detox? Would you be in? Like I mentioned in the beginning, caffeine is not just a result of anxiety. It messes with your detox pathways and your hormonal flow. So really, giving up caffeine can help reset your entire body, not just your mind, which is pretty powerful. So if you want a little extra help, like I said, I give a free guide on how to do a caffeine detox. I'll link up some other articles in this. I did this and I found it so beneficial. I am so sensitive to caffeine. And now that I know that I am, I still do have it once in a while. I do love black tea once in a while. I've never been a coffee drinker. Like the taste is just not there for me. But some things when you do consume caffeine is never do it alone. Always have caffeine with a meal. The reason is it slows the absorption down a little bit. Another thing is stop drinking caffeine after one or two in the afternoon so it doesn't mess with your sleep cycles. Whether you think you're sensitive or not to caffeine, it is messing with all of our sleep cycles at some level, especially if we drink it too late. You might not feel it, but it is. So stop drinking caffeine at one or two in the afternoon so that you can get that natural flow of energy and that hormonal flow reset. If you're drinking caffeine too late, what it's doing is it's messing with the release of melatonin in your body. And if we don't release melatonin in the right way, we will struggle to reset our hormones at night, and it just starts this massive, vicious cycle, this snowball effect that can get out of control really quickly. So stop having it at one or two in the afternoon, and then look for more natural sources of caffeine. Trying to steer clear of the energy drinks, steer clear of the pop, maybe sticking with something more like a green tea, which has a different form of caffeine in it that's slower to release, or herbal teas. And like I said, if you have coffee, make sure you have it with a meal or you add some kind of fat to it, like a bulletproof coffee that slows down the release of caffeine into your system. And even at that, getting a high quality, good source of coffee is critical. 
So those are my tips on that. Like I said, if you want more help, head on over to the show notes at simperitswellness.com backslash 169. I do not want this to scare you, but to help you. And I wanted to give you the encouragement that yes, you can take back control of your body. We don't need to be dependent on sources like this to get energy. They're not great sources anyways, and that you could be so much healthier on the other side. It's all in balance, and that looks different for everyone. So try it out for yourself. Head to the show notes. Get all the handouts that I give you there. Also, check out that hormonal reset because I think it could be really valuable on this journey to feeling better and reducing your caffeine. Like I said, in a few weeks, we're going to talk specifically about that. But for now, get signed up, start reading the information, and join me in just a few weeks as we go through that together. And join me on Wednesday as we dive into another interview with a special guest on her journey of healing from disordered eating. So I will see you back here on Wednesday.